played mm. by Ricky Velez. Yeah. He's like, oh man, I had such high hopes for Harold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Jonathan Watkins from CinemaSins. Hello, hello. And today we're going to be doing a mini pod. Apatawi pod? I don't know. Yeah. Yes, that's it. <laughs> of uh, the King of Staten Island, uh, starring Pete Davidson. I can't remember. Was this supposed to be a theatrical release, or was this? Yeah, already- yeah, it it absolutely was. Uh, um, it was supposed to come out. I think around the time it 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 actually did come out. So yeah, I don't know anymore. I I I I, <laughs> I didn't look that far ahead in the summer to know uh, yeah. whether these were going to be. Um, you know, theatrical or VOD, VOD all the time. I mean, with a, with a pedigree of Judd Apatow, you'd expect this to be theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like I've heard about this movie for so long and, you know, that it's always been set to go VOD and digital. Yeah. That- I mean, I think, I think this was a pretty easy one. Once they realized theaters might not be open, I think they made a. Pr- I think this was a pretty quick call that they were just going to throw it on VOD, and because mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think it, it probably didn't cost that much, and uh, they figured they could make their money back. So yeah, um, so much like many Judd Apatow movies, this is a long, uh, a longer movie than you'd expect. <laughs> However. <laughs> I don't, I feel like in this case, it might be justified. Um, yeah, the length didn't bother me on this one for whatever reason. Yeah. Like in a comedy, a straight up comedy, it, it bothers me because they're, mm-hmm. they're obviously just kind of throwing in everything. Uh, you know, there's, there's this, I don't know there. It feels like Apatow gets real defensive, uh, about you know stuff that he thinks might be funny or whatever, and he doesn't want to mm-hmm. cut it. Um, and uh, I don't know if that's the case, if he's just being defensive or if it's just you know this is the what this is the movie I wanted to make. God damn it, you know. Yeah. But but in this case, this isn't like a straight comedy. This is like got more drama to it than normal. Yeah, this felt a little more like uh, probably like if you're going to compare it. I mean, it's interesting because in that sense, it kind of felt more like funny people. I would mm-hmm. there, maybe this is 40. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two, I think, are a little more on the dramatic side. But at the same time, I definitely got those knocked up vibes and those um, like 40 year old virgin vibes, mainly because you had like you had Pete Davidson's character. He's got this group of friends. Um, they sit around and just have you know, random conversations. I don't, it, it, it felt especially knocked up. It felt very much in that same vein mm-hmm. um, with, with the group of people. Now it kind of turns into something a little different along the way. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely, it's very Apatow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. The, the, the group of stoner friends is a, is a hallmark of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, even in a movie like knocked up, it, it, it is sort of, you know, it's Seth Rogen needs to grow up and all that. Mm-hmm. But it, it feels like in that one, um, it, you know, the the change happens because the movie needs it to. And in this movie, it feels like it happens because of a natural progression. 
it feels like this, it feels like, I don't know. It feels like Pete Davidson's character changes more believably than Seth Rogen does in knocked up. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, you have hesitations on that? Like, no, 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 no. I, I mean, uh, I, it, yeah, it sounds like we, we might differ a little bit on this one. I, um, um, I, he, he definitely changes. I don't know. I, I never really quite, it's like you said, it's very different. Like I don't like knocked up is more of a straight up comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's not really a lot of drama in knocked up. It's, it's, it's very much like a straightforward comedy, much in the like 40 year old virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, like you said, there's a lot more drama. I don't know that I really ever felt that Pete Davidson's character grew that much. Like, as much as they wanted me to think he did. Um, I kind of felt like he was basically the same person at the end of the movie. Just maybe he, maybe he was dealing with like, I don't know. I'm trying to think because we'll get into that more in spoilers. Cause the way it ends is interesting to me, but um, I don't know. Like I, his character was like one of the least interesting things about what I liked about the movie. Let's okay. put it that way. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I was for me. I was kind of surprised. Uh, I, cool. I thought I I thought it was. I I thought this is an easy thing for Pete Davidson to go through the things that we see uh, on Saturday Night Live on a regular mm-hmm. basis, where he just doesn't look like he gives a fuck about anything. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to it's hard to to root for that guy uh, weekly on that show. And I know he's got things he's going through a lot of times, but geez like every time he gets on there it's like haha i'm pete davidson i don't give mm-hmm. a shit you know and in this one he that's how they start off his character in this movie is he just doesn't care or have the like he doesn't mm-hmm. have like any real forethought or anything like that and and it takes some things to sort of get him back to that spot but um i don't know i i i, I liked his character change in this uh oh that's it, cool um I, uh, yeah, I will say I came to this movie with a little bit of baggage because I don't really, I'm not a Pete Davidson fan mm-hmm. per se. Right. Um, for a lot of the reasons you're talking about, I don't necessarily think he's like, he's not like terrible or anything. No, no, like, no. SNL and SNL is all I really know him from. I know he's been in a couple of things, but yeah, he SNL was in that, Mot- that, that Motley Crue uh, thing and uh, Netflix. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that. I had no idea. Does he play yeah. one of the band members? No, no. He oh, plays, okay. uh, I think he plays the first, their first manager. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. God, I gotta he's only movie. in there for for a brief moment, but uh, I really need to watch that movie though. Oh, really? Uh, I, it's I would say that it, <laughs> it it's it's maybe worth a look, but it's uh, it's uh, I didn't like super like it or anything. Yeah, I don't just, like no, Motley no, no. Crew. It's just the the things I've heard said about that movie just make me so damn curious to watch it. I don't know that I'm gonna. I'm not putting it up at the top of my list. Well, it's got a, it's got an almost uh, Adam McKay, uh, big short <laughs> vibe to it, although it's not as good, you know? What I yeah, mean? yeah, gotcha. Um, um, but yeah, so, I, you know, I've only seen him on SNL and like there's certain things he does on there that are kind of funny. And then, like you said, a lot of it, though, it really does feel like there's not a lot of effort behind what he's doing. Yeah, even, like, he's, when he's on. Even when he's on like Weekend Update and he's like doing a bit. Yeah. It just it feels like he just came up with it when he's there. And maybe it's supposed to. 
Right. Like maybe that's supposed to be what's funny, but for whatever reason, it doesn't hit with me. But like you said, this isn't a comedy. I mean, he's given a performance in this and he's he's fine. I think the thing about it for me, though, was that I wanted to see a movie about Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, I think Bill Burr comes in and really steals this movie away from Pete Davidson, which is kind of interesting because he's also a very specific type of stand-up comic. He's got his persona mm-hmm. and he's playing a little against type here, I guess, but he's still kind of that blue collar, you know, yeah. uh, persona that he does in his, co- in his, in his stand-up comedy. I also am more of a Bill Burr fan, I would say, than I am a Pete Davidson fan. Well, I definitely I am. I actually yeah. saw Bill Burr at uh, TPAC and he's, oh, that's awesome. He's, he's great. Like I, yeah. I love Bill Burr. Yeah, he's great. He's very, um, you know, he's, he's unlike Pete Davidson, he's very structured and he's got, you know, there's a lot going on there. That's more interesting to me. And I think he gives a really good performance in this movie, like a legitimately good performance in this Mm -hmm. movie. And kind of for me becomes the most interesting person in the movie. Um, And I really like Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Marissa Tomei has some great moments in there too. Like probably better moments in this than she has in the Spider-Man movies. And uh, stuff like yeah, that that yeah. they've been throwing her in. Like, uh, um, uh, I, I haven't gotten to see Marissa Tomei like truly shine for a while now, like the wrestler and, uh, um, uh, uh before the devil knows you're dead, those type of movies. Absolutely. I haven't seen those Absolutely. in a while. I haven't seen her like really shine since something like that. Yeah. Um, I, there's, uh, there's others that I like in here too. Bell Pally who plays, mm-hmm. uh, Kelsey, the girlfriend or the girl that, He's sort of interested in, but he's uh, not giving uh, his full attention to and everything. Had you seen I, her in anything before this? I've never seen her in Me anything either. before this, and I'm a huge fan now. Um, uh, I, I thought she was really, really good, and I wanted to see more of her, too. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like when Julia Fox in uh, Uncut Gems, for some mm-hmm. that was kind of the, you know, it was that kind of performance where I was just like, Ooh, who is this? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and, and I gotta give props to um I'm I'm sorry if I'm interrupting you. I just gotta give props to um is it uh um Apatel's daughter. Uh, oh yeah, Maud Apatel. Yeah. It was inter- it's just been interesting seeing her grow up because obviously she was in Knocked Up and she was in um um This is forty. Mm-hmm. And so I guess this is six or seven years after that. I guess she's like twenty now or something. She's somewhere uh, around there. Like yeah. uh I I know that um I know that no, she's twenty two, going on twenty three. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that I'm glad to see her like uh, really killing it because uh, she got a lot of flack for that. Uh, this is forty, I believe it mm-hmm. was, um, where she was, you know, she she wasn't given uh, a character that was very likable in that. And, mm-hmm. You know, she was a teenager. They so Apatow infused that teenager with the the least likable qualities of a teenager. <laughs> and so like a lot of people like, you know, would were focusing on that. Uh, but she ever since she's like appeared in a couple of other things that I've seen her in and she's mm-hmm. really good in it. So uh looks well, like she's she's going to be good. Yeah. And I mean, and it's like, you know, she probably is getting these jobs in these movies because she's his daughter. And so there is some nepotism involved, but like it's not her fault, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think people just immediately, especially like the, this is 40. I think that kind of got held against her mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Will Smith casting a son in movies that he's producing or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, there, you just can't avoid that, unfortunately. But I, but she actually stood out to me in this. Like, and I thought the scenes with her and Pete Davidson were really good, and they really felt like brother and sister. Um, you know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like uh, I've got a younger sister. It's quite that's uh, there's a bigger age gap, but like mm-hmm. I remember her being in college and me trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life or whatever. And you know, we had conversations, not that not that specific, but similar. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just remembered stuff like that when I was watching it, and I was like, oh yeah, no, this is true to life. Like I totally get this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was there was there somebody else you were going to mention though? I'm sorry. I know you said there were a few other people you liked. No, no, no. I think I oh. think the, I mean you know his friends are are fun, but like it's not like you know. Yeah, oh, I gotta, I, I'm going to remember these guys. I mean, of all the ones that I think of his best friends that stood out, uh, I think it's the guy who plays Igor. Uh, yeah, he was the only one I had ever seen in anything before. Yeah, Moises Arias. Um, uh, he's he's really funny, and it, I mean, it's kind of his character too. His mm-hmm. character is 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 pretty well written um, in this, but uh, but you know, his friends are fun. I mean, it's it's it's. It's yeah. they're, they're not like the same supporting cast that you saw in Knocked Up or, or 40 Year Old Virgin. Yeah. The one scene early on in the movie where I started, it started working for me a little better. And I was really, I really wish the rest of the movie had kind of been in the same vein. But what they say they're in the woods, it looks to me like they're just right off the beach. But maybe that's the woods in Staten Island. Oh, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> yeah. But they're giving a, they're giving the tattoo or he's trying to give the tattoo. Uh, Pete Davidson's character plays a one. He wants to be a tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. And um, he um, he he attempts to give a tattoo to, to a is he nine? Yeah, he's like really young. He's not but ten, just, he's not even 10. Yeah. Yeah. He ends up being Bill Burr's son. His name is Harold in the movie. And um um, who's actually, he, uh, who actually gives a pretty, that little kid gives a pretty good performance too, but he's going to give a tattoo to him, but just, and then, and then that whole scene, just the way that scene starts and unfolds and ends was so funny to me. Um, there's even that part at the end. I love the moment where the kid like freaks out once he gets the needle on his arm and he's like, I don't want to do it. And he runs off. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, the main guy, I guess of the group, his name I think was Oscar mm-hmm. played by Ricky Velez. Yeah. He's like, Oh man. I had such high hopes for Harold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was just, it was just such a, it was just such a funny scene. And it just, it felt like those were four guys that had been together forever and had been friends and, you know, mm-hmm. were just dumb. And um, I really, I really liked that scene. And then I, I, I kind of started, I kind of started getting out of the movie a little bit after that though, unfortunately, but uh, with the exception of the Bill Burr stuff, I thought some of the Pete Davidson stuff was interesting I will say in real life, you know, his obviously his his dad died. Uh, he was a firefighter that died uh, 9-11. Mm-hmm. He was, a, I believe, a rescue worker, right? Um, uh, yeah, in real life, yes. Yeah, in real uh, life, yeah. It, so in the movie... Is, yeah, it's sort yeah. of a parallel in here, even though it wasn't 9-11. Yeah, exactly. In the movie, it's his father was a firefighter that died in a, um, in a hotel uh, fire. And, um, you know, and all that was really... I thought that was interesting, but it... But it also it got it was a little cringy in the back of my head too, just because it was kind of like, I mean, I'm sure Pete Davidson was like cool with all this and was you know pushing forward with all this, but it was like you know Judd Apatow was using like Pete Davidson's real life trouble, like real life horrors. I do think that Apatow does this in general, yeah. um, and and most of the movies he's made so far have been about him in general. Mm-hmm. Like knocked up uh, is is essentially sort of what he was going through when he uh, when he and Leslie Mann, mm-hmm. uh, you know that it, it not you know it's not based in like an actual true story, but I think he he pulled from that, 
And yeah. who knows, uh, maybe the 40 year old virgin part of it was, was <laughs> somewhat part of it too. Uh, but like the, this is 40 was definitely sort of an autobiographical mm-hmm. thing. So I think he likes to do that where, where it's like, you know, it, it makes it better for him if, if he, and, and Pete Davidson has been real open about this too. He so. absolutely has. I, it was just, I don't know if I just, it was just something that kept like in the back of my mind. I was just, and I don't know much about Pete Davidson outside of that. I mean, I know he has a lot of uh, depression, anxiety issues. He's been very open about that drug use. He's been very open about, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the details about like, I don't know if his actual mother remarried a firefighter. I don't, you know, I don't know if any of that's true. If he has a sister or, you know, right. but, um, but I don't know. That was just something else that was kind of in, in the back of my mind. But o- overall, it, I, I didn't. I don't think I liked it as much as I as I as I want to like it. Mm-hmm. And it could be one of those movies that down the road, I when I'm not carrying the baggage of going into it, not really caring for the the main actor, mm-hmm. um, that might help moving forward. And there were there were, but like a lot of Aptal movies, uh, Funny People is a great example. And I would say even something like Trainwreck, where there are these genuinely like really good moments. Mm-hmm. But then there's still a lot of moments of like, eh, that was okay. That's <laughs> or a, that, felt, that felt a little generic. That's uh, another movie, by the way. Trainwreck yeah, is another yeah. movie that's uh, based on, you know, personal experiences mm-hmm. and things like that. That was Amy Schumer all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so uh, what are we going to grade this? No, oh, I guess we should get into that and then go into spoilers. Um I've been like I've been teetering on a B minus C plus. I think um, I think I've I think I've talked myself up to like a B minus because um, I do think this is somewhat passable. But it but I I just I feel like it could it's just not it doesn't quite get there for me to be like a full on like I recommend this. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think there's enough good in it. Um, I mean Bill Burr alone mm-hmm. I think is almost worth watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it a B minus. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to go B plus here. Uh, right I on. mean, as much as the, as much as I ended up enjoying it, it does take a while to get to that for me. Mm-hmm. It takes a while for me to enjoy it because it, it, there is, even though I said the length here uh, seems justified, it does seem like it maybe goes on a little bit too long before it starts getting to his character change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, I don't, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler. So, I mean, sorry for you who guys who think it is, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that he wants to be this tattoo artist and everything. And we don't mm-hmm. really see him drawing even like, um, uh, I mean, we see him try to do a tattoo at one point and I know that it's probably because Pete Davidson himself is not a great drawer, but, um, at least get somebody who can so that it makes it look mm-hmm. like the person is doing that. We don't, we know that's the thing that he loves to do. And there's a point in the, there's somewhere in the movie where uh, Bill Burr is walking the kid to, to school and the kid shows him a picture that Pete Davidson drew. And it's like this amazing thing. And, and I was like, man, uh, we haven't seen anything that indicates that he's even a good drawer uh, mm-hmm. in this whole thing. And, and, uh, and, and it seems like that's such a big part of his character. It would have been nice to have gotten to that sooner. Uh, you know, it seems like they just wanted this big moment where Bill Burr's like, Oh, this guy might be pretty good after all. I don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah, for it's, sure. but like, it's just, 
it feels like uh like it if it's part of his character we should have seen and maybe there's maybe there's some stuff i missed where we we see drawings all over the place and they're really good and all that but it felt like the first time we're being shown that he's a good good uh, illustrator or drawer I- I think you're right because the only other times like early on the friends who he's kind of used as his own like uh paint board basically when they let him that one guy had like the Obama yeah. tattoo or whatever or mm-hmm. I think it was Obama wasn't it Yeah it was ter- yeah and it's an yeah. awful Obama tattoo yeah Oh yeah that's right he's like you can't you can't you can't mess up Obama man <laughs> Yeah yeah <laughs> And then um, the the Igor guy had a bunch of like weird stuff on. Yeah. His Igor body. was just letting him do whatever yeah. and, and, uh, and not caring if they were bad or not. And, and yeah. everything. um, okay. So let's go on to spoilers. No spoilers. And then Spacey is Kaiser. So Luke's what? father is actually Darth He's Vader. What? She's the sister and the daughter. Just, no, 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 no. I'm reading the books. Um, there's not too many things to spoil no. here. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the main crux, I guess, of this story is that, uh, he, right, right after he tries to tattoo this kid, the dad, Bill Burr comes by the house and yells at Marissa Tomei about his, about her son, uh, doing this tattoo. And I think the kid is 12 now that I'm thinking about it, um, doing a tattoo on a, on a, on a kid that's 12 or trying to, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He goes ballistic. The he and Pete Davidson have this big argument uh, while that's happening and everything. And then in the middle of all that, uh, by the time it's over, like Bill Burr leaves, and then there's a point where he comes back and he asks Marissa Tomei out, mm-hmm. and they start a relationship. And uh, he's also a firefighter, and Pete Davidson is like, "That's fucked up," you know. Uh, my dad was a firefighter, uh, and he has these thoughts about you know firefighters shouldn't even have personal lives because they're you know they they go in and could die any any night or whatever mm-hmm. uh but he doesn't like the fact that another firefighter is coming into the family and it's kicking him out of the house so he has to like fend for himself during this mm-hmm. whole thing he's trying to find he's got a job as a waiter well he starts off as like a, a bus boy yeah bus boy and then he becomes a waiter and that's sort of helping him out, but he still doesn't have like a real place to stay during all this. He's got to crash at other people's places and and everything. And and uh, at some point, he ends up having to stay at the the fire station. Um, he sort of appeals to Bill Burr and says, "You know, I have no place to go and everything." And Bill Burr sort of takes him on, lets him lets him do it. And he's his dad. Pete Davidson's dad is such a legend. I think they're all more than all more of the other firefighters are more than happy to allow Mm -hmm. him to stay there and everything. So it's sort of that kind of story. He's trying to find his way. Uh, and, and there are these complications like this Bill Burr guy. And then that doesn't even happen until Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei break up. That's how much bullshit's going on in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is like a good hour and 15, 20 minutes into the movie. Probably. Right. Right. Um, so most of the time we're just seeing him kind of, you know, he's, he's smoking pot. He's trying to do these tattoos. He's not good at it. He's, uh, he's being emotionally distant from this girl who really likes him for some reason. Um, and, uh, and he's just kind of 
He doesn't. He doesn't have a real path, and that's sort of this movie. The whole the whole yeah. thing is him wandering around trying to find a path. I will say it is kind of funny to mention the Julia Fox comparison, though. I do think um, it is more believable in this scenario <laughs> that she really likes him versus very true. How much Julia Fox like the Adam Sandler character. That is in, the uh, most stunning, uncut unbelievable gems. thing ever. Is in Uncut <laughs> Gems is that she truly <laughs> likes this guy. Yeah, and I love that movie, but God, that yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So I do buy it a little more, but I know what you're saying. Like, and then there's some interesting stuff between them too. I like like he just he doesn't really seem to understand how to function in a relationship. Like she finds out that the, her sister had a graduation party and she wasn't invited. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and that whole thing about you know she says I mean it was a life moment. He's like, what the fuck's a life moment? You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's that part where he's he's just trying to get a place to stay, so he sleeps with her, and you know he doesn't realize. He doesn't realize why that's bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, he, he immediately turns over to her and he's like, yeah. "Yeah, it's like I was just wondering, and like maybe for the next <laughs> day or so, if I could stay." And she instantly <laughs> sniffs that out. Um, yeah, well, and it looked like she lived with her parents or something too, which was the funny thing because, like, I yeah. know her little brother was downstairs. Oh and, yeah, that's right. And he even he's like, goes "Can down I and ask the the brother if he could stay?" He's like, "Not <laughs> happening, dude." <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's, there's the, the movie's filled with a lot of just kind of like moments like that. It kind of feels like, and then by the time you get to the Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei break it up, then it kind of goes to the big set piece, I guess, where he goes and stays at the fire station, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the remainder of the movie, basically. Like yeah, the last, and like, 40 minutes or so. and some you know some random Steve Buscemi uh, like appearance in this movie, like. Mm-hmm. Like he's even, they even show Steve Buscemi like earlier on, just in the middle of everybody like shaking hands and stuff. And I was like, is that Steve Buscemi? I mean, surely not because they would have given him some lines, but it's like another like 15 minutes or something. It's probably shorter than that, that, you know, that he shows up and finally starts saying something. And, and I was like, (laughs) oh damn, he really is in this movie. Um, but, uh, but like, uh, my favorite Bill Burr moment in this is uh, is not a it's not a funny moment. It's just it's right after Pete Davidson goes to um, talk to um, uh, Bill Burr's wife, uh, ex-wife, uh, played by Pamela Adlon, mm-hmm. who's a great, He's great, yeah, yeah, is an awesome actress. Um, the uh, he he goes to talk to her, and she gives him the lowdown. This is when he's trying to get Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei to break up. Uh, she gives him the lowdown. Like he, he wanted to like make sure that I had the custody of the kids and, and uh, he did this and he gambled his money away and all that. And so Pete Davidson obviously goes and tells Marissa Tomei about it. And um, they're not even broken up over that. Uh, it's, it's mainly because Bill Burr goes out and flies off the handle mm-hmm. and gets into a fight with Davidson and, uh, you know, throws him in the pool and everything. And this mm-hmm. is my favorite Marissa in the middle of this t- talking about Bill Burr's great moment. I'm going to talk about Marissa Tomei's great moment where she's just like the both of you get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know, as you know, it, it's, it's so easy to make it where she picks one or the other, but she's like, Nope, both of you are, are assholes. I, I was just going to say, I love where Bill Burr's like, um, you know, like, what did I do? And she's like, what do you mean? You put your fucking hands on my kid. Like mm-hmm. no matter like how mad she is at her kid, like that's her kid. And like, you know, no one's going to put their hands on him. I, yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, there's that brief moment there where he's, he's homeless and he goes over to the, fire station and then he and then bill burr was like 
was like, it's like you went over to my ex-wife's house and you got the, you got the, the, the big review, the big whole, like you get it, yeah. like, you know, like the, like everything negative possible. And you went back and told, you know, you told her about it and everything. So why didn't you come and ask these guys whether I'm a good guy or not? You know? Um, yeah. And, and that was, and it's true. It's true. Like it, you can't, obviously nobody in the mind of Pete Davidson in this movie is looking for a balanced, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, thing. Absolutely. But, uh, but, you know, he's absolutely right. You're going to find the, the worst review possible, uh, from somebody like that. And then there's, you know, it, it, it would, it would make you mad if, you know, somebody was trying to find stuff out about you and they went to the, your worst enemy and, and based their entire opinion on that person's review yeah, absolutely. Because there's another part in that where he says something like, "I'm not a gambler. I'm a day trader." And he's like, "I don't know the difference." He's like, "Well, maybe you should have fucking looked it up." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that is good. There's there's actually a few moments where I kept thinking the movie was going to go down a certain road, and then it would kind of surprise me. Like I thought for sure he was going to sleep with the ex-wife. Yeah, uh, I did too. Pete I actually Davidson. thought that was coming. I, I really um, did. And then there's a moment too where his friends try to talk him into robbing this pharmacy. Yeah, and he a lot ends of stuff up going decide- on in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a lot going on. That's like I said, it's part of like the problem with it. It's just there's too much. But yeah, he's uh he decides at first not to do it, and then then he decides to do it because he gets pissed and he gets kicked out of his house and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But then I thought for sure, well, he's going to go to jail now, and he, and he didn't. Like he yeah. actually gets out of it and. Yeah, well, yeah, he it, runs it, away and and yeah. and none of his friends narc on him. So, uh, yeah, that scene <laughs> that scene's probably a little bit too long and not set up. Yes, not set up very well. Uh, like that would have been nice to actually have seen the people walk into their store when mm-hmm. they like. We don't see that at all. All it looks like it looks like they're just there, like they're just staying there, like they come out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. store while they're getting robbed and everything. And, uh, and then we see Pete Davidson and we're, and I was like, well, wait a minute. Did, did he fail at his job? Did they, did he really not see them come in or mm-hmm. were they just there the whole time? That was a, that was a weird moment. Yeah, it movie. was because there's a moment later when he visits Oscar in jail and he asked if he's mad at him and he said, no, he's like, but I mean, you know, you were the lookout and you didn't do a very good job. But like you, I was like, yeah, but I don't think he would have seen them coming in. At least not the way the scene was presented. Yeah, he said. I don't think Pete Davidson did anything. Yeah, uh-huh. he said that. Uh, what What were we going to tell the cops that you were a oh. lookout that weren't wasn't very good at That's looking it. out? Um, but by like, the way, that had the uh, catfish reveal though that scene, which uh, that was actually kind of a funny joke. Oh yeah, yeah, because <laughs> Igor is uh, talking to somebody, and they keep saying that. Uh, that's a dude or that's a catfish yeah. or whatever. And then yeah. like by the end of it, it, you know, it turns out that she's real. Yeah. He's um, like, Oh my God, she's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you wanted to talk a little bit about the ending of this movie. Oh, I was just, well, I was just trying to say, I don't remember what we were just talking about him. Um, him, you know, getting to a point, the movie just kind of ends though. Like yeah, he, he, I guess he, well, he stays at the firehouse for, I don't know, weeks, it seems like. Yeah, like it's a while. Like, yeah, he's like, they find, like, they, and, like, and this is partly part of why I, I don't know that I just, I, I couldn't quite get past slightly liking it. Because a lot mm-hmm. of the firehouse stuff I thought was kind of generic and was kind of cliched, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the rest of the movie was actually kind of fighting against that. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually, uh, Steve Buscemi tells him he can stay. 
Um, and then he learns about his dad because a lot of the guys there worked with his dad. So he learns a lot of stuff about his dad that he didn't know because mm-hmm. he was seven when he died. So his mom's always told him like really nice things. Yeah. Um, you end up with another nice moment with him and Marissa Tomei where she's like, I mean, did you want me to tell you that he liked watching cartoons with you? Cause he was tripping yeah, all yeah. the time, you know? And he's like, yeah, I would have liked you to told me that, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, uh, he's, he's got a really like, like they did cocaine and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're telling him like all these crazy stories. So you have something like that, and then they, they they let him like clean up around the firehouse. Yeah, and then I felt like that whole like the gunshot victims showing up or stabbed. I don't even know what that guy because they never do actually say what happened to him. Right. I I thought that whole scene felt a little contrived. And well, it was kid, because that's yeah. how they that's how they get them all together with Marissa Tomei at the end. And yeah, exactly because she's at the she's at the hospital, and then like I don't I couldn't even figure out why he called Bill Burr at that point. I guess he just needed help with somebody. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that it, that was it's part definitely of contrived. But then after that, like I guess through all that, he just like I he, it's like all of a sudden he's just like he kind of knows what he wants to do. At least he knows that he wants to have a relationship with um all of a sudden oh with Belle Pally's she's Kelsey is her name in the yeah movie. yeah yeah he wants to have a relationship with her. So he goes and like she's about to go because her whole thing I believe is that she wants to be a city planner so she can make Staten Island nice again is how she puts it. Mm-hmm, yeah, and um so he goes and sees her. And she's about to go to the city to take her, I guess, uh, some test. Yeah. And so he rides over in the ferry with her to the city. And then I think she's, I've been know. to that building, by the way. Oh, that's there, cool. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> I don't know if it's the same one, but it's in definitely in that area. We, yeah. Uh, uh, when I was in New York and uh, uh, be, uh, doing projection and stuff, mm-hmm. there was a, there was a thought that people who were managers uh, in New York would have to, pass the projectionist test that they actually had in Mm -hmm. New York. So like uh, you went to a place like that uh, to, to take it. um, Oh, interesting. And everything. So uh, I believe it's like a testing building. Yeah. It's like a testing (laughs) building. You have these (laughs) random tests for random jobs there and it's stuff that you don't, like here in Nashville, you don't ever have to do for anything, but, <laughs> but I don't even think we had to do it in New York. It was just a precaution yeah. type of thing. Gotcha. But, uh, but anyway, so he goes and he like quizzes her over on the ride over and stuff. And then they get there and she's like, will you wait for me? Cause I guess he was just going to go back. Yeah. And, and it's uh, going to be like two hours or something. Yeah, so he's going to go around and he's yeah, just he's like, gonna... yeah, I'll figure something out. And then he walks away and then the movie ends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of a weird and it wasn't like necessarily a bad moment to end on but i was just kind of like I, I i don't really know i just couldn't figure out like what am i supposed to take away from what he's learned you know mm-hmm. like if that's supposed because that feels like that's the point i mean i feel like bill burr has had more of a character arc and maybe even marissa tomei yeah 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 uh but and, and like I said, there's nothing wrong. With, Pete Davidson's perfectly fine. He, I don't know that he's got a ton of range or anything, but in this kind of role, mm-hmm. he's perfectly, you know, he's perfectly fine. You could possibly see him though at some point. The, the like, tr- like if they put him in a certain role, him going a certain way with it and being good. I can kind of see that. Like, I yeah, I agree with you. Like, I think he has more potential than like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know if there's much more we want to talk about on this movie. There no, are just I mean, a lot of things in the, I mean, there are just a lot of moments in this. I mm-hmm. mean, 
you know, you're talking the 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 girlfriend even goes as far as uh, trying to date somebody else. Oh taking, yeah, oh, forgot about to, that. That's a yeah, whole taking thing. him to the restaurant where Pete Davidson is and trying to make him jealous, yeah. and he's like completely oblivious to yeah. it. She's uh, like, "Will you look the- at my tits? They're like, they're, <laughs> they're the Eiffel Tower up in here." <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then like they go into the back and argue a bit, and and uh, and then she and he's like, "What do I tell your boyfriend? I don't know, you know." She's she to like tell him that uh, I can't remember what she says. She says, that. "I met him ten minutes ago. He's a fucking disc jockey or something yeah. like that, or he's a, <laughs> or a yeah. DJ maybe, or the same thing." But I mean, I think she was saying like he was like a DJ at parties or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you know. And the other thing, I guess the the friends thing kind of uh, they kind of I mean, I guess the other thing about that robbery, I feel was a little contrived was I feel like they were just looking for a way to get the friends out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Like and they felt like they had to do something with them because once they go to jail, like you don't have to worry about them. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there was just stuff like that. I just I just felt like if the last 30 minutes or 40 minutes had been a little tighter, or a little stronger, I think maybe I would have come out of this liking it a little more but i just i don't know that around there i just kind of started getting bored yeah and just wasn't as invested uh and i and like i said i kind of got more interested in how bill burr's situation was going to turn out yeah yeah but i yeah. think that was interesting like you were making the point that like you find out like when he says when he gets on to him about getting the worst review he could have gotten from somebody because i just assumed too the movie was going to go that all that shit was true about bill burr and he was a terrible person mm-hmm. and you actually find out it's like real life i mean there's you know some of that was kind of true but he is really trying to better himself he isn't just he isn't just a mooch you know, right. and, uh, and he really loves, uh, his mom. Yeah. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, so I thought, I thought all that felt really genuine and, and felt realistic. Uh, and I, and I like that aspect of it, but I, I just don't know this is one I'm just going to go back and watch. Like I have watched like 40 year old version and knocked up and yeah. Cause it's not, it doesn't have the same, yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, scene recognition that I look mm-hmm. for. Uh, whenever it's uh, time for repeat viewings and everything, it's not like you watch this and you're like, oh yeah, it's that scene. Oh yeah, it's, there's probably like I don't know, there's probably a good mm-hmm. three or four of those scenes in here that are well, that are. And if you look at Knocked Up, like if you look at his friends in that, what it's it's uh, Jason Siegel, mm-hmm. uh, Jay Baruchel, uh, freaking um, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember the other guys. <laughs> oh, Martin Starr. Uh, Martin Starr, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and those are all like, I mean, those are all pretty much, you know, they can carry their own movies at this point. Maybe not Martin Starr, but he probably could. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't see that from this, this group. Like, I don't think these are. No, they wrong. are. They are. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're, yeah. it's not, I don't think Avatar was trying to make a comedy. If he was, yeah. if he was making one of these knocked up kind of comedies, those guys would have been pro- more prominent. There would have been mm-hmm. more about the tattoos, You're probably right. all sorts of stuff. I think he really wanted to make a uh, growing up type movie here and uh you know it's it, it, i think the the difference between your b minus and my b plus is exactly the uh, whether you thought that d- it did it in a good job mm-hmm. did a good job yeah. or if it was kind of it kind of failed a little bit on that and everything i can totally see where you're coming from as well but i i see no reason i mean I, if you're interested in it at all there's no reason not to watch it i mean i think you're you're gonna get something out of it you know, yeah. um, if, if it doesn't really, you know, if you were kind of on the fence, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but, uh, if you like what we've said, <laughs> there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what did you guys think about this movie? Go to Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. We're also on CinemaSins Twitter, music video since Twitter, 
SoundCloud. We're also on Discord. And if you want to get on Discord, you can go to our Reddit page, find a link on the right side, or you can private message me and I will give you on Facebook and I will give you a link there. Where, pe- where can people find you, Jonathan? Uh, on Twitter, I am at Sam Loomis 13 and you can hear me every week on uh, Behind the Suns with uh, Danae Hughes and Aaron Dicer. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this mini pod. It's Chris Atkinson and Jonathan Watkins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.